welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. This week, I am delighted to welcome the very lovely Chella Hardy to the show. I had the pleasure of being part of a panel discussion webinar with Chella back in July, where's the time gone, where we talked about our experiences with onboarding new executives. Chella is a former EA who made the leap to VA in 2001. She is the founder of Ask Chella, providing virtual services to authors and speakers. Her passion is supporting them behind the scenes in delivering their unique message to the world through their books, courses and workshops. She also offers publishing assistance to indie authors and publishing project management to small hybrid presses. Alongside this, Chella supports VAs at every level of their career with one-to-one coaching and mentoring sessions. Chella is a successful author in her own right and has a fantastic blog for VAs on reflection, mindset, self-care and business development. Chella, I can't even begin to tell you how delighted I am to have you on the show today. Um, you've taken time out of your busy schedule, but let's dive into your business journey and start with telling the listeners how you got to where you are today. Okay, so first I want to thank you for having me on. I love the fact that we're able to have this conversation. So this that makes me very happy. <laughs> and as far as my journey goes, I kind of stumbled into it. I absolutely fell into this because I've always been administrative assistant or an executive assistant. And we relocated from Connecticut to Virginia during the dot-com bust. Yeah. And everything just disappeared. Literally, they call the area that we moved to the um, Silicon Valley of the East. So yeah. there, and it's right down, it's around from a major airport. So there were plenty of shiny buildings and job opportunities mm-hmm. that quickly dried up the very wow. week that I came down. And so wow. I just knew that I had my EA skill set and I'm like, I have to do something. I have to work. So maybe I'll try a freelance thing. So I kind of called myself a freelance administrative assistant. And I went around to small businesses because I figured they still need help somehow. Yeah. I'll just offer it, you know, and that's what I did. So I, it was, that was how I fell into this whole uh-huh. thing. And it it's opened amazing. up a few years later. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, isn't it? That sort of, I'm faced with a scenario and I've just got to get on. When we are kind of in that really tricky situation, how we have an arsenal of tools to our advantage that we can literally just kind of get ourselves on track and get ourselves out on the road with. Making that transition from EA to VA, 
how how did you find the differences um and and you know I know why because it was the situation but how did you find that kind of shift from being employed to going freelance so at the time because it wasn't really an industry built around the you know virtual assistants I had to kind of figure it out so the the transition I, I figuring out how to understand it in my own head so that I could explain it to people who I wanted to you know, be have as clients, that was a little bit tricky. I, in my head, it made sense, but really kind of getting them on board with it wasn't always easy. So I stumbled along for a while. And I think we do, we need to remind the listener that this was back in 2001. I thought I'd been doing this for a long time, (laughs) but I mean, Chella takes, I mean, literally is the goddess of virtual assistants when you look at the the time in which that you've been doing this role. So you you were almost, I would think, one of the very start first years, yeah. I yeah, I think so. When I do research, I see that that's the case, and I see later on who became the thought leaders. Mm. But it was like in the beginning, I'm sure there were lots of us pockets of us yeah. around that were just kind of stumbling along, but the yeah. industry hadn't formed, so we had to figure it out on our own. Yeah, no, I think that's right, and there was a lot of of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think that probably leads me really nicely onto what I wanted to ask you about your experience of setting up a business. How, how did you find that process? I mean, okay, being a VA is delivering a set of services, but there's a lot that you have to do, which are the foundations for having a business. How did you find that? My father was always an entrepreneur. Yay. He was, yeah, yep. So he was a customer service professional. So he okay. was employed full time and he was an executive and whatever. But we always had a little entrepreneurial thing going on. I remember being 12 years old and typing up his workshop materials for him and helping him put binders together. He didn't pay me, you know, (laughs) but you know, he always, um, he always had something going where I got to see the insides of a small business. So it kind of made sense to me. And I know I did not do things right in the beginning. I absolutely did not. But again, you figure it out and you just move forward, you know, so were you able to kind of bounce things off dad or say to dad, look, you know, I, what tax do I need to set myself up for? You know, ask all those sort of questions. By that time, no, because he, it was a different family situation. But my sister and my mother both are in the field of bookkeeping and accounting. Oh, so perfect. Some things. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> they knew some things. Uh, my sister, I don't remember what she was doing at the time. Yeah, she's a QuickBooks pro. So she oh, has. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I, I know nothing of such things, you know? <laughs> so it was like, well, okay, let's go ahead and have, you know, them kind of guide me. And the rest, you, you, even though Google wasn't really Google back then, you no. just figure it out, you know, you just figure it out. Yeah. And I love that. And I think a lot of us have got to the point in our businesses because of the support and information share that's available to us through friends and family. And I don't think there's any shame whatsoever in in us using those connections that we have at our disposal. And actually, people are normally really flattered if you go to them and ask the help. I don't know. Yes, I agree. And people are willing to to be generous with their knowledge, you know, so that's built into my business as well. Why not be generous with our knowledge? You know, you and me both share it far and wide, far and wide. 
Do you think that having a niche as a VA is a really important part of being able to sort of stand out above the crowd? I have mixed feelings about it because I do yeah. feel that um, general VAs can do amazing things. Yeah. But um, I do, if there's, if you have a passion and you're able to marry that to what you offer as a virtual assistant why not mm -hmm. and yes it will help you stand out in some situations it depends um and so do you want to talk about what I do now as far as who my niche yeah, is because your niche is just extraordinary we <laughs> love your niche <laughs> I love my niche it makes me feel good because it does marry what I love I'm a writer and I always wanted to work in a publishing company ever since I was a child and we lived in Connecticut so I was right outside of New York. Yeah. Avenue of the Americas had all the publishing houses and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I didn't see how it was possible. But I became an uh, EA along the way as, as a profession. And then later on, when I started writing my own books, I wrote my first, it was a young reader book in 2001. And all the while I kept thinking, I just want to write. I don't want to do all of this other stuff that's you know, related to launching this book. Mm. So kind of all came together. It was like, I wanted to work with a publishing company. I have an EA background. I'm a writer. Is there a way that I can just kind of mash that all together yeah. and career out of it? And then I started researching and I found, well, yeah, there are virtual assistants who can serve uh, authors. And so I took a course by a woman who was a publishing strategist and it made uh, sense. Wow. That yeah. must have been absolutely fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah was amazing she has since died but she had this program in place for uh those who wanted to be virtual author assistants mostly mm -hmm. nonfiction. Okay. and then she had one for virtual speaker assistants because most nonfiction authors also support themselves with facilitating workshops yeah yeah absolutely I took both and it just all made sense to me so it kind of put all together what I love to do. So that became my niche. And that does help me stand out because there aren't many of us, no. you know, and honestly, there aren't many of us who are women of color who are doing this. So that makes yeah. me stand out as well. Yeah. So that absolutely. has. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms then of your niching, I think it's really important just to sort of go back a step. And you said it, which is combining those passions with the skills that you have and I think when I do my coaching and mentoring one of the things I always say is let's focus on the things that you enjoy and you have to really work quite hard don't you to think about well what what do I enjoy what what do I love now for me it's business and, and entrepreneurship so I tend to find that I'm working in that arena because that's where I get my excitement and my kind of um, energy I guess more than anything um, and I think it's really important it doesn't matter how radical or how left field your energy comes from or hobby or thing that you're passionate about you can actually use that to build your business I'm finding that too I'm having conversations with people who have niche down to the most interesting niches I'm like oh my goodness years yeah. ago it wouldn't have it would have just been general admin but we're finding some really creative niches I even have I met a woman last 
I was going to say, can you give me some examples of some of those niches? Because I think people are always really fascinated by this. It's amazing. In fact, I asked the question on Facebook. I got a whole bunch of responses. One of them is a woman who she loves dogs. Yeah. You know, she's an OBM, an online business manager. And she thought, I'd like to somehow work with dogs. So she has services as a virtual assistant for the pet industry. And she yeah. connected herself to the ASPCA. And now, you know, people are starting to find out about her services. It's just like, oh my goodness, who, you know, who does that? There's just, there was a whole list of really incredible, there's a photographers, you expect that they're going to have some needs, but I found one who is an elopement photographer. Wow. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, what services? You're running away, but me. (laughs) So it's really interesting. People, I think really really creative because they're combining what they love to do and I love to yeah. see that. so do I I really enjoy it and actually I think the best example funnily enough that I've had along exactly those lines is the lovely Joe who helps me she's done a lot of work for people who are performers in sort of circus and or magic arenas so she's got a real little niche that's developing away and funnily enough I've got another girl who's been through my coaching and mental who's done exactly what you said about the canine industry so she has become the sort of VA to the canine industry Um, just so happy I mean how lovely is that to sort of wake up every day knowing that your passion is your job but I also think you know don't for anyone who's listening who's going oh god I can't panic panic I don't know what my passion is don't don't worry about it because actually sometimes your passion comes later yes you might actually find that setting up your business working with lots of people from very different backgrounds develops your passion so don't don't feel that you have to go down the niching route but it is there for those who who have that passion that really is driving them and and I just want to say that makes sense because it was six years in that I started working with authors and speakers so the first few years it was just you know whoever needed my assistance but there's there there are perks to that because you get to learn the inside of so many different types of businesses. You're exposed to so many things that you can learn that you can somehow use later on. So, yeah, if you're a general admin, just rock it out. Yeah, and just keep going. It'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's right. I think that's right. Now you've written a book. Um, on how to become a more confident VA, and I think confidence is just such a big topic for people what's your top tip in growing confidence as a VA because I think this is such a big topic I mean we could talk about this probably all night but let's go with some top tips so you know there are so many but I I really it comes down to me your mindset really really knowing your own self-worth on a personal level first and then a professional level and that's one of the things that I I feel there's a formula for being successful. There is mindset, mm-hmm. self-care, and then business development. I feel that there you have to have the three together. So knowing who you are, what your worth is personally, and what you can bring to that business. Yeah. You know, any business is important because there are going to come times when your confidence is hit. I've been at this 22 years. And there are there are periods where I'm doing so well, and then boom, my hit, my confidence takes a hit. In order to continue going, 
to get back up. You have to have understood who you are and feel comfortable in that. So I think mindset is really important, which is gets down to the, the deep of it all. And that will give you confidence to keep moving forward and surrounding yourself with people who can help lift you up as well. That could be family members for some, but some people don't have that. They don't have the family and friends connection. So making sure that you're seeking out virtual assistants who can lift you up as well, especially ones who've been doing it for a while, like you and I, because we can help you through those hard times. We can tell you, hey, you know, we've experienced the same thing, but you can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And I think, you know, that thing about we've experienced it. The fact that you and I are very lucky and the fact that we've got our businesses to the point that we've got them to doesn't mean that we don't have the crisis of confidence moments. Yeah. We still do. I mean, I believe you, me, I go through them regularly. Yes. Um, we get that whole self-doubt thing, that whole imposter syndrome thing, and it yeah. is real. So, you know, it is is we are all very definitely victims of it um but I think you're having those people around you who can pick you up tell you the truth as they know it and to get you back on track is vital I'm very lucky I've got an amazing family but I also my VA connections are really vital to me they are they really are and I also encourage what I call mirror moments you know, you can stand in the mirror and say hateful things to yourself if you want to and do the ugly cry, you know, yeah. if you want to. But why do that? Why not also stand in the mirror and say, okay, I had a bad day or I made a mistake, but I'm still a rock star. How do I, you know, I, I'm good at this. I just have to figure out how to make it work. Have those mirror moments, you know, and, and I'm getting into journaling now, not necessarily a book of journaling, but worksheets. And this is what I share with my mentees because write down. Sometimes we have to write down what about us is awesome in our personal selves and in our professional selves. Because when you're, when all that negativity is hitting you, you need to be able to reflect back on what you've written. I have had accomplishments. I have had achievements. I have had good times. This is just a a bad time for the moment, but I can get beyond it. So that mindset is everything because if you get that right, you can pick yourself up and move forward. And I think we're sort of crossing into the realms of the next thing I really wanted to cover with you, which is the importance of having that coach and or mentor. And I think you've absolutely nailed it. We we are here, in my opinion, to, to help give you some of that clarity and confidence. But where do, how much importance would you place on having a coach and mentor? So in the beginning, because probably like you, we didn't have that. We just kind of stumbled along and figured it out by ourselves. So much more, the industry has come so far. Why not avail yourself of that? You know, um, having a coach or having a mentor who can help you skip past some of those, you know, the the bad decisions or the the not so smart business moves. Why not? Uh, It is understandable that it's, it can be costly, you know? So- I would say maybe you're not in a position to hire a coach or mentor now, but there's a lot of free things out there now. My blog to me is like a coaching session. Yes. people, And there are others out there who are freely giving up information. So set yourself, set a, like a, um, 
not just a business development, but like a mindset or mentor sessions for yourself where you're going through the videos others are putting out there at no cost. They have downloadables. Get yourself in the mindset of having a coach until you can get one. I I think that's really valuable. And I think because we are such a growing industry now, there are lots and lots of different people out there who are providing certainly coaching and mentoring services, but they are also providing a lot of supporting material for that that's widely available available to you to read. So do go and have a really good search and connect with mm-hmm. those that start to resonate with you. Your gut instinct, I think, when it comes to these sort of things in terms of who's going to be right for me is always that the instinct to really hone in on, you know, who do I like the sound, who kind of is saying and communicating in a way that I would want to communicate, you know, that that has those sort of commonalities that will spark the relationship, because I think to have a good relationship with your coach stroke mentor you you have to get along you have to have that kind of connection um so go and yeah do some googling join some groups talk to other people get some referrals i think that's always of the the sort of the most reliable way of kind of approaching it but do and I think you you not you don't have to have one but if you get into a position where you can afford to have one then it's always a great one particularly as you say if you're at that point in your career where you maybe got those big questions to ask of yourself or your business and you just need that kind of second brain to work that all through with I think those are the sort of the scenarios under which they always come into you know the best of being really I agree because I feel like Facebook has really really good virtual assistant groups and you can go in and ask all these questions but you're going to get a bunch of different responses that may point you in different directions that's why at some point you're gonna have to say you know what I need to get a coach because that way this person is going to point me in the one direction so that the overwhelm of hearing a hundred different answers to a question doesn't overtake you, you know? So yeah, that's why coaches and mentors are important. Definitely. And and that overwhelm with, with the volume of people that are out there, it, it can be quite big. So, I mean, just trust your instincts, trust your gut instincts, connect with those that are kind of speaking your language, I guess is the best way of, of saying it. You, your blog is massively insightful and very inspiring to VAs. Um, what's your favorite thing about blogging? Um, and do you consider blogging to be an essential tool to marketing your VA business? Talk, talk to us about blogging. Okay, so this is new for me. I have found my blog voice and I'm so happy because I have abandoned blogs all over the internet, you know, over the years. Yeah, I know. We all have, haven't we? I just wasn't feeling what I was doing, but I found my voice and, and that's what I love about blogging. I'm able to just speak what's in my heart when it comes to our industry and give advice where if someone doesn't like it, it's okay. I'm still going to say it because it's my blog, you know? So I love that about it. Um, And because I'm building in my own experiences, I feel, you know, I'm just going to speak my truth and just put it out there. I believe you have to have the balance. I've finally learned the balance. Like I said, the formula is mindset, 
and business development and self-care. So I'm able to address all those things because if you want longevity, you have to have some balance, you know, and I finally, finally understand that it's, you know, so that said, I, I feel like blogging, blog, if you have something to say, (laughs) if you don't, then maybe it's not for you. Or if you don't write well, because not everyone writes well, Mm -hmm. then it might work against you. So don't just have a blog just to have a blog, really Mm -hmm. have a point of view and have, um, make it very clear what this blog is about. Otherwise it's white noise. That's what I call my other blog attempts, just white noise. But now I have something to say. So now it makes sense for me to blog. Yeah. And and in terms of advice for people who might be thinking about uh, setting out on a blog journey and don't really know where to start, what are the kind of, where do you start? I mean, I, I, I've got my blog, but I, I kind of take those as very specific topics with a, you know, an, an achievable goal towards them. Um, but, you know, I've been doing it for a while, so I kind of know where the challenges lie. But what would you say to another VA who's sort of thinking about doing a blog? What, where would you say that they should think about starting from? I think when you, let's say LinkedIn is a great place to put yeah, up. Yeah, have a look. And kind of, you know, that is a, a business setting. So put yeah. put posts up, watch the responses mm-hmm. and, and kind of help it kind of guide you and shape the theme of your blog. So it, I guess any social media is like that. If you're able to do it and people are actually responding and, and you kind of get a sense of, well, you know, what? I think I can do this at a level where I'm putting out something consistently. Why not start there? You know, it is that's a good place to start, and yeah, then definitely. decide if you're going to because it's it's hard work, as you know. It's really you know, hard. it's like <laughs> it is hard work, and it's like to be consistent and the commitment to it, the time commitment. The commitment. To it. Yes, I yes. suspect. I mean, you're probably more active than I am, but you know, I know that I have to set aside the time, and Joe and I kind of discuss all the different topics that are sort of you know floating around and popular at the moment so I do quite a lot of research with Joe on that I mean I'm very lucky in the fact that I've got the wonderful Joe who can take some of that time away from me um but you know if you're out there doing it on your own you do have to really set some fairly significant chunks of time aside to do it you really do yeah. yeah. And having someone to bounce it off. There's a young lady that now she moved from Virginia to Alaska. Oh, I'm like oh, I know. Right. That's a big move. It's a huge move. <laughs> and she is a writer. She's not a virtual assistant, but she's a writer. And she's just someone who gets what I'm doing. Yeah. So I know I can say, hey, I need to book time with you. Just let me talk this out. I'm, I have these ideas. And then what I do is I record it go back and have it transcribed and I highlight the little gems that came out of it I'm like you know what here are several blog topics here here's that that, I love that idea of recording it is Mm -hmm. genius that is so clever and just you know even if it's voice notes to yourself yes because we all potter about with our phone in our hand just just oh great idea keep it record it and send it to yourself you do exactly it's really helpful for that sort of thing where where do you see your business, Chella, in sort of five years' time? Do, are you well? Are you a planner for start? And secondly, where do you see yourself in five years' time? So I feel that okay. I had a um, health challenge earlier this year, mm-hmm. and it's been six months that I'm, I'm finally getting back on my feet. During those six months, when it was like the doctor says, okay, you need to take a, a medical leave from your business. Mm-hmm. 
oh, that's so hard for me. You know, <laughs> I was bored out of my mind. Yeah. That's when I decided now's the time for me to start this blogging thing. Yeah. Let me work on content. So I feel that I'm setting myself up now for more of that in the next five years, more books on virtual assistants. I also tap into the, you know, the executive assistant um, realm as well. So books yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I love kind of showing people how they can go from EA to VA. So more content creation. I have a lot to say, and that will be over the next five years, I'll be doing that. I love coaching and mentoring. I've always done it, but now I, I've never really had the time for it because I was delivering services and I will continue to deliver services to my authors and speakers. However, to keep my own stress levels down, I find that I love coaching and mentoring. So there will be more of that. So I've kind of revamped. That's great. In in fact, the day that I was in the emergency room in February, I had my phone out and I'm making notes like, okay, ask Taylor has to change because I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And I made all these notes and I was so excited. I'm laying on a, on a gurney, just like, okay, what am I going to do? It's exciting. Yeah. So there's the silver lining (laughs) of being ill. You know, you kind of figure out what it's going to be. That's what I want my next five years to look like. Just more of that. And it just is so calming to blog. It's so calming to coaching. Pathetic. I It is. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's yeah. really. I know that the listeners will be really sad to have heard that you've had a health scare, but please, we all wish you all the very best for continuing um, growth back to health, full health and full capacity. Thank you. Um, because your health is the most important. What's the one most important piece of advice that you would give to a VA who's starting out on their journey? I'm going to go back to the thought of networking and developing strong ties with other virtual assistants for more than one reason. I mean, you're, you're going to get the support system that you've been there, especially from those who have been in the industry a long time, but you're, you're going to need our insights, you're going to need emotional support. And then once you've kind of developed a good relationship, referrals, because once someone gets to know you, they're willing to refer you in your work to someone else, perhaps. Like I work with authors and speakers. If someone comes to me and they really need a general VA, I've made these relationships where I could say, well, I don't do that. However, I do know someone who can do that. Those referrals are everything. So Start doing that early on. Develop those ties in the industry. It'll help you on so many levels. Yeah, I could agree more. I think that is just really sage, wise advice. I, I genuinely think that, that makes all the difference. And we are very lucky in the VA community in the fact that we are massively supportive. Yes. Um, so, you know, that networking opportunity, you will never or you can't ever say never, but very rarely will you feel threatened or awkward or you know uncomfortable because that's generally my experience not the VA community at all yeah Mm. and I guess the lovely question that I just get so excited about asking my lovely um interviewees is you know the VA industry as we know is developing where do you see the VA industry going over the next few years so I I recently wrote a blog post about we are here to stay oh we yeah. are going anywhere although people you know the whole work from home thing and, and blah 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 yeah we are here to stay because people are arranging their lives now where they're starting small businesses yeah. 
they're going to need us. Every business needs an admin presence. So the small businesses that are starting, they're going to need virtual assistance, you know? And so I feel like we're only going to continue to grow. There's going to be a greater need for us. Mm-hmm. I do believe, however, that we're there has to be a tightening up of our skill sets. Mm-hmm. Really communicate, you know, what we're able to do for a small business because they're investing in us. So right. what do we really have to offer? To offer? So I think the entrepreneurial mindset is important, really understanding that you are an entrepreneur as well. And so how that helps you shape your services and helps you deliver them in a very professional way. And going back to our whole niche thing, there's going to be more diversity in niches. I know it because we're just discovering some new and exciting niches. So I think that's where we're headed. I think I think you're absolutely spot on. And I think, you know, the the thing that I see more and more change in it is, is the sort of digital support that we really need to be able to sort of grasp and deliver. And, and that, to me, is my biggest challenge. I'm very much the old school, the kind of old fashioned PAEA, and I'm really having to drive my own learning and development through the sort of digital transition and you know actually chat gpt doesn't worry me at all that really doesn't worry me at all that is not going to be replacing us because somebody needs to know how to use it yes (laughs) and the human factor is important no matter what chat gpt can only do so much ai can only do so much but the human factor that's where we come in so absolutely chella i have just loved every second of talking to you as i knew i would do you are a real treasure to have in our industry and thank you for all of the commitments that you make to it um you know the content the writing you know you really are a credit to us so thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat to me and the listeners this afternoon thank you for having me and I want to thank you too for your podcast because it does a lot to spread the word about what we do so I'm so excited to have gotten to know you as well Oh, Tella, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch and maybe we'll do a part two in due course. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.